everybody. We'll get ready to get started with this call in just a second. Donica, you're bright and bushy-eyed and up early. Thank you. 
thank you, God, for your love and understanding. We thank you, God, for those who are tuning in right now, God. We thank you, God, for those who are watching and are listening all over the country, God, and maybe even all over the world. We pray, God, as your forgiveness never fails and your grace and mercy never runs out, we thank you, God, that we can come to you this morning repenting of our sins and our transgressions and things that we have done, and we can, re- and we can receive your forgiveness. So today, someone for the first time might receive forgiveness from you because they turn their hearts from the world and turn it towards you. So we thank you, God. 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 We thank you, God, for that. We thank you that you're forgiving God, that you're God who does not hold grudges, that you're God who holds out forgiveness for all. So we thank you, God, for forgiving us of our sins and mistakes. And someone, God, is even watching right now who is struggling in their life and doesn't have a direction and needs course correction. And I pray, God, right now that even on today, after we pray and after we teach, that they'll have that course correction, God, that they'll be able to move in a way that is taking the focus of their destiny and not with destruction. So we pray for them right now. We pray for every household is open, God. We pray for the favor of God. We pray, God, for the favor of God to move forward on this day. We pray, God, that your favor will touch the people that need to be touched so that we can move forward as a ministry and we can move forward as people of God, that doors can continue to open up for us, that there are no no's of your yeses, that God's supernatural provision is performed for you, that God, we thank and praise you right now, God, in Jesus' name for it. We ask you to move us forward with great power and, and faith. And by the power of our faith, God, we will begin to see supernatural miracle signs and wonders happen on our behalf. We pray for every single household of one, four, twenty-one. Um, as far as one or as small as one, as many as twenty-one. We pray for those households, God, that are still like they're struggling. We pray, God. For increase in every area. We thank you, God, for meeting the goal and exceeding the goal. We thank you, God, that there are more things to do in our ministry, more things you have for us to do. So we pray right now in the name of Jesus to begin to move on our behalf, God, to begin to be strengthened as a building for the body of believers. Now that we are going to own the building, now we pray that you will help us to fill the building. And our goal to fill the building is every seat, every seat that in. Seat filled, souls healed, souls saved. We thank you for that. We pray for supernatural healing right now. Someone needs a healing of their broken hearted. Someone needs healing from depression. Someone needs healing from their mind being stressed out. Someone needs healing from their body being sick. Someone needs healing right now, God. And I pray for healing. I pray for healing of relationships right now. I pray, God, that the same forgiveness we ask of you, we're willing to give to others. So we pray right now. We pray, God, that you will even build a hedge of protection up around us, and we will begin to be protected and directed and corrected, that your, God, your guidance and your, your guardianship of us, God, and you being the empowered gardeners to prune our gardens to make sure that nothing is growing up that is, that is hurting us or challenging us to the point where we are being defeated, but challenging us to the point where we're sharpened. We thank you for that. We thank you that we're coming out of this season. Victors, not victims. Empowered, not depressed. We thank you for it is already done in Jesus' name. Now, God, pray. We pray right now that the word that I will teach today will strengthen the people of God to help them stand like that cedar tree in Lebanon and let them, God, flourish in the courts of the Lord. A planet in the church. So we believe that and call it done already in Jesus' name.
Yes, yes, yes. We pray for those. So we want souls healed, souls filled, souls saved. Glory to God. So when we were dealing with Psalm 92, um, 12 through 15, we talked about God, and he is the Lord of the upright. He is that gardener that we need. But because of God's hand on our lives, we will grow fruit. Um, but there has to be both simultaneously, if we're going to really experience overflow, uh, you know, a state of overflow, a state of prosperity, uh, increase in wealth, favor, and honor, to grow exuberantly, to enlarge our territory, to expand our borders, to become extremely successful, if we want to do all of that, we have to know that there is a process, and I alluded to it yesterday in John chapter 15, and I want to reiterate that and re-engage you in that particular text. Um, I am the true vine, says Jesus, and my Father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, trims off, takes away, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. So there is, there is a process uh, that God even do, uh, does toward us. There is a process that God even adheres to because God's expectation and Christ's expectation of us is to bear fruit, is to be successful, is to not be in a place of constant failure where we're not producing anything but excuses. Some people are prone, prone and are always at the ready to produce excuses. That's the only thing they seem to be able to produce, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in business. They always produce an excuse. You ask them why this is going on, they provide an excuse, never taking the ownership of it and saying, maybe if I were more connected to God, maybe if I were more connected to my faith, maybe if I were more connected to my family, if I'm more connected to my business, I will be able to see what I need to see. So it says that any branch of me, he cuts it away, he trims off, he takes it away, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch. So watch this. There are uh, branches extended from branches. There are big branches and there are smaller branches that are extended to the, the fruit grows on. The fruit does not grow on the large branch. The fruit grows on the extensions of the branch. So on, on and, it, and I, you can take a branch as, as even being part of ministry or part of a church, you can look at a branch of church like an impact branch or a triumph branch or an elevation branch, a Lakewood branch, a Potter's House branch, an Abundantly Blessed Ministries branch, a Love Life Family Christian Fellowship branch. You can take any branch, uh, glory to God, and on that branch are smaller branches that are connected to that branch. So there's always a connection, and, and you should be connected. The Bible says, forsake not this simply be yourselves together. It's, it's important to be someplace. So when you're connected to Christ and you're on, a, you're on that place, you're in that place of connection, there's power in connection, there's breakthrough in connection, there's strength in connection. Well, he said there's sometimes that people get trimmed away and people fall away and people stop bearing fruit, and they, and they stop because they stop. To any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing fruit. And I tell you, you control whether or not you stop bearing fruit. It is not God's place for you to stop bearing. God wants you to bear fruit if you just work the principles. The principles are designed to allow you to be fruitful. Why do you think the very first thing, that very first command that Adam received was be fruitful and multiply, finish the earth? Because fruitfulness was in him. God will never tell you to be something that was not in you. 
have to learn how to be fruitful. Be fruitful. What does that mean? To be in a place where you want to produce, to be in a place where you want to be successful, to be in a place where you want to have victories, to be in a place where you're moving forward. The moment you stop moving forward is the moment you stop bearing fruit. You have to move forward. You cannot get stuck in your past and and be fixated on past mistakes, fixated on past failures, fixated on past uh, uh, dealings that did not bring forth any fruit. You have to be uh, nimble enough to move forward and to dodge some of the um, pitfalls that you uh, fell into before. So God says, listen, I want to be able to put you through the process, but you have to yield yourself to me. You have to be willing to say, I want to bear fruit. So can I, can I get you to type that out real quick? I want to bear fruit. I want to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful. Glory to God. If you want to be fruitful, say it. you can say it if you're on the phone. You can type it if you're uh, watching on Powerverse. Amen. I want to be fruitful. You have to declare that. I want to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful. Believing God. Amen. Because if you don't want to be fruitful, if you don't even make up your mind you want to be fruitful, you won't be fruitful. There's an old saying, if I say I can, if I say I can't, I'm right. You say you can or you say you can't. You're right. You got to bear fruit. Yes, 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 and be fruitful. Yes, yes, yes. If you're not willing to type it, how can you be willing to live it? So he says you got to be willing to bear fruit. You have to be willing to be connected. So connection is important to bearing fruit. No connection, no fruitfulness. What God does is once we commit, that's when we commit ourselves to Jesus. When we commit ourselves to Jesus, glory to God, when we commit ourselves to Jesus, guess what happens? He begins to do things. Number one, he cleanses us. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean he cleanses us? How does he clean us? Well, the Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians, when it talks about marriage, it says the husband cleanses the wife by the washing of water by the word of God. But there's also an analogy and um, or metaphor for how the relationship is with Christ and the church. Christ washes the church by the word of God. You need the word of God in your life to wash you, to wash away the impurities, to rinse off some of the, the, the stain of guilt and the stain of shame and the stain of sin. That's what the word of God does for us. When we meditate on that word, when we meditate on that word, guess what happens? That word begins to wash us because now we want to be what we think we are, who we think we are. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Thinking, of, thinking in your heart is another way of saying meditation. It is thinking till it becomes a part of how you feel. You, your thoughts, when you ponder on something long enough, it becomes, it, it emotes out of you. So worry is negative meditation. When you think on negativity long enough, it causes you to feel worried. And that's just that. So if my thoughts um, control how I respond, then I have to change my thoughts. I have to meditate on God's word, and that's what cleanses me. Yes, Jesus' blood cleanses us from, from sin. What I'm saying is from this, the, uh, the thinking that is conformed to this world, you want to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That comes by immersing yourself 
in the Word of God. So you have to learn, we all have to learn how to immerse ourselves in the Word. And the Bible says, he cleanses and repeatedly prunes. But the cleanses part is crucial. If you don't allow the Word of God to wash away, um, not to wash away, but to cleanse you, that means that I now have a new measuring stick. I have a new standard now. I have a new place where I have to follow what Jesus set in motion. I'm telling you right now, the problem is we are not setting, we are not following the standard that Jesus set through the Word of God. We are allowing, like I said yesterday, we're compromised. We're compromising our righteousness. But it goes back to under this scripture undergirds what we talked about in Psalm 92 yesterday. Psalm 92 says that um, the uncompromisingly righteous shall be like a tree planted. So God is saying you can't compromise. You have to let the word of God do what do its job. When you meditate on God's word day and night, you will make wise decisions. You, you will you will deal wisely. You will make your way prosperous. Means you will be you will put yourself on a path of, of prosperity, which means success, and you will have good success. Good success to me means sustainable success. It means that it cannot be easily snatched away. So he cleanses us, and then secondly, after he cleanses us, he repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit. So watch this. So he cleanses it, and then when you begin to bear fruit. Prunes you until you move from one uh, dimension or one level to the next level. Watch this. He says, he prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. So when we yield ourselves to God's will and his hand on our lives and we allow God to repeatedly prune, what is prone? Stripping away the dead things. To prune something, you strip away the, the stuff that is, that, is, that is taking away from the vitality of the branch. You're stripping it away. You're stripping it away. You're stripping it away. You're stripping dead leaves away. You're stripping dead things away. You're stripping things that have dead that have died. You have to strip things that that you know you no longer need. You have to allow God to remove some things. When you begin to develop in Christ, there are some relationships that were seasonal, that were good for you in the last season. But in this season, God is just removing you from them. It is not because they're bad people. They're just not meant to be in this next season with you. And, and God will prune those relationships because in pruning, he will remove things that are, that are taking away your vitality. He is removing things that are draining you. He is removing things that are costing you. He's removing things that are not benefiting you. He's removing things that are keeping you from blossoming even more, from flourishing even more. So he wants to make you bear more fruit. And when you start to bear fruit, then God wants to build momentum on top of that. God wants to expand. He wants to enlarge. He wants to enrich your life. So now God says, I want you to bear more fruit, not just more fruit, a richer fruit. So not, not just quantity, but now God wants you to expand, um, not just expand, but he wants the quality of your fruit to be better. So God's going to give you, a, um, he's gonna, when he enlarges your territory and the people he starts to bring around you are going to be upgraded from the last season that you were in. If you're, if you're faithful and committed to God, faithful and committed to the work, 
doing everything God told you to do, seeking God's face, being being in his, in his in in a, in earshot of His word. Now the fruit that you get will even be more rich. It will be more valuable. The fruit that you produce will be more valuable. The things that you do will be greater than the things you used to do. You will begin to see a difference. And, and if you're a business owner, you're going to see, if you're, if you're connected and committed to God, you're going to see an enriching of your fruit. Not just fruit, not just the same fruit, but now it's going to be even more fruit. Now now it's not just crab apples. It's golden, delicious apples. It's granny apples. It's big. They're bigger. They're they're. They are bigger fruit. So God wants to give you and flourish, cause you to flourish. Glory to God. And more excellent fruit. Fruit that when it's compared to others, fruit that when it, when it's compared to other people's fruit. Glory to God. When you compare it to the others in your in your other business owners in your same business, people are going to look at you as the um, as the Afford it. 
in the overflow. When I'm overflowing with finances and riches, God will bless me to the point where, yes, I can take a week off, two weeks off, every six weeks take a week off. Every, You know what I mean? I can do that. We have to get to that place where we want to flourish, where we want God to prune us. We think pruning is, is, is God's way of punishing us. Pruning is God's way of blessing you to prune you, to get you not to be uh, in conversations, whether they're texting or talking, conversations with people who are costing you. And I'm not saying you have to be mean to people, but you have to be protective of what God wants to bless you with. Don't you want your future to be expansive? Don't you want your future to become empowering? What do you want to do with your future? If it was me, if it were me, no way, none, no way that I will allow anybody to hinder my next. And you can't either. God wants you to have a richer quality, richer and more excellent fruit. That's quality. He wants your business to be a quality business. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's what God wants in you. And if and if you are um, at that level and you are billing yourself to God, you say, God, I just want it. I want it bad. See, you tell God how bad you want it by your commitment to the process. You don't tell God how bad you want it just by, through mouth service, through lip service. God wants to see it in you. If you want it bad enough, you should be in church with your notebook. Note, if you, if, listen, if you don't know how to take notes, we can teach you. Glory to God. I, I, somebody asked me last week, said, I need to learn how to take notes. We, we can teach you how to do that. There are some bullet points. There are things. The best way when I tell people to take notes is what do you hear that really resonates in your spirit? Then you write that down. Write that down when it rings true in you. When it's something that you say, oh, that's for me. Let me write that down. I need to get the CD. I need to rewatch that. I need to watch it again on Facebook Live. I need to get to that point so that I can flourish. Because God is committed to, to the process if you're committed to stay connected. If you're committed to stay connected, God's committed to the process. Then he talks to the disciples. You are cleansed and pruned already because, the, because of the word which I have given you, the teachings I have discussed with you. Dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in, being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. Abide, abode, means a dwelling place, a living place, setting up shop, not visitation, but habitation, setting up a place to live. And he tells the disciples, you're cleansed, you're pruned because of the word I've given you. The teaching I've discussed with you. So many of you, yes, you're committed to being on Powerverse every day, and it's wonderful. That's a great thing. But that's not enough. Oh, it isn't enough five days a week. Are you as successful as you want to be yet? Either you're not taking the notes, meditating on the notes, praying on the notes, and blessing the notes bless you, and change who you are, transformed by the renewing of your mind, because you have to be renewed in all the areas of your mind, or you're not getting enough. And I'm not, I, I shudder to think that it's not enough five days a week. But you need to be in a place where you're hungry. When you're hungry, you want to eat, not once a day, all day. So 
dwell in me and I will dwell in you, live in me and I will live in you, just as no branch can bear fruit of itself, you can't do it by yourself. Stop trying to do it by yourself. I'm all in this alone. I'm doing this by myself, Pastor. I hear that so often. But what are you, what, you have resources. God is the source. You have opportunities and things to be connected to to make, make it so that you don't have to do it by yourself. Too many people say, I'm doing this all alone and you just don't understand. No, no, you're, you're only doing it alone because you've chosen the pathway of loneliness. You've chosen the path to do it by yourself. But God can do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or even imagine if we just let him, if we just, if we just submit ourselves to the process. Does that make sense? Submit yourself to the process. And I will live in you just as no branch can bear fruit of itself. Neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me, stay in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. Glory to God. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I live in him, because there, there is a vital connection, there is a pivotal connection, there is a permanent connection. So he says, apart from me, cut off from me, you can do nothing. You do it on your own, nothing will come of it. You'll be frustrated. You'll do all this work, and you won't see any fruit, and you'll be frustrated. But if you remain connected to Jesus, and you allow the word of God to live in you, guess what? You won't be frustrated. You'll be fruitful. Which do you want to be, frustrated or fruitful? Frustrated or fruitful? If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire, and they are burned. Some people keep getting burned. Some people keep withering. You want to be frustrated or fruitful? If you live in me, abide vitally and united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your heart, meditation. That's the only way the word of God gets into your heart is through meditation. Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. When you bear, produce much fruit. My Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. So true followers bear fruit. All this stuff about who's a follower of God, do you bear fruit? Because the only way that you bear fruit, I mean real fruit, consistent fruit, richer and more excellent fruit, not just anybody can produce fruit, but richer and more excellent fruit, if your words remain in God, in your heart. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I will not sin against thee. How much meditation do you spend today on the word of God? How much? How much? How much? Because the evidence of where you are tells me the evidence of how much you meditate on God's word. You live in me. You abide vitally united with me. And my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Amen? All right. So, with that being said, hopefully this teaching has blessed you and inspired you to get more plugged in and to get plugged into that branch. To be
begin Bible study today, 1130 a.m., 7 to 1 p.m. Push people to be there with you. Tell them they need to join because, not join the church, but join in the Bible study because it's important for their future. If they are frustrated, have them say, if you're frustrated, I invite you to the Bible study with me today, 1130 a.m., 7 to 1 p.m. If you can't make it because you got to work today, invite them Sunday, Sunday morning. I want you to join with me Sunday morning, 1101 a.m. It's 11.30 a.m. on Wednesday, 7.01 p.m. Wednesday night, and 11.01 a.m. on Sunday morning. And watch what God does in you. Amen? Uh, so, listen, if you want to uh, help us out, do it by praying for us, sharing this as much as often as you can because people need to hear the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Keep sharing the Word of God with people. Um, also, if you feel led to sow a seed, I've included both um, the links for Power Burst as well as for Impact Church, wherever the Lord leads you to sow, you feel free to sow. Just do that. Pray for us. Pray the favor of God begins to respond. Um, we have proposals to put out today, and we're believing God, that God's heart and hand are going to be on what we do. So I love you all. Thank you so much. I hope this blessed you. I hope it really did bless you. I really do. And I want you to get out there and live by the word of God. Let it cleanse you. Let it prone you. Let it make you be even better. Father, I pray for those who are watching and listening right now. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will allow your word to do its work, to do the work in us, to begin to, um, to wash us by the washing of water by the word of God, and to prune us continually till we continue to bear more fruit, an even greater level, a greater degree of fruitfulness from one level to the next, from one faith to the next, from one glory to the next. Thank you for it. And we honor you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Share with everyone in your, in your circle. Be loving and stand on the promises of God. I'll see you later in Bible study. God bless and live to impact. Amen, guys. I want you to have a great day. We can get off of here, um, get plugged in. Uh, let somebody know about the Word of God. Encourage them. Just walk in this thing because you, you're just so um, positioned to be successful. Let that thing go. Um, let that past go. Let God prune you of some of that past pain and past regret and resentment and walk in your future. It's yours for the taking. I love you all. God bless you. Love you. Live to impact. Love you, Pastor. Love all of you.